You're listening to Built in a Season podcast, a business podcast series encouraging entrepreneurs to focus in on building one thing and doing it well before moving on to the next. I'm Sarah Bo, your host, and it's my belief that we can do anything, but not everything. A belief that juggling all the tasks of business ownership at once leads to burnout. I believe that we can build each component of our business to require maintenance and not constant work. And to do this, I'll be serving you with actionable resources as we set out clear goals to build our business in sections. If you've been feeling like you're doing it all, barely keeping your head above water and wondering how you could possibly ever get to what is on the other side of hustle, this podcast is for you. guys, I just wanted to hop in here really quick and say, sorry, this episode was supposed to air on Monday, but because of some personal things that happened in my life, I am behind on editing episodes. The next episodes after this will be airing on Monday the 27th, so bear with me. I am just behind schedule and I wanted to apologize to you guys here. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to episode three of season two. If you're new here, welcome. We've been chatting about client experience this season and I'd encourage you to head on back to listen to episode one and two if you'd like to hear it all. If you are a returning listener and back for more knowledge, can I ask a favor? Can you please take 60 seconds to go rate Built in a Season? With five stars, obviously. And also click write a review and tell me what you are loving or maybe what you're looking for in the future. It's so appreciated and I can't thank you enough for your continued support. All right, let's dive in. So in episode one, we chatted about what goes into client experience. Episode two, we broke down five ways to enhance the experience of onboarding new clients. And now today, we are going to talk about the client experience during the work. The working experience, the core of the client experience for service-based businesses like myself. If you don't have a business model that operates like a wedding photographer, you can still find some tips and tricks in here to apply. All right, so you've gotten through the onboarding of your client, they've paid a retainer, maybe even paid in full and have signed a contract with you. What's next? For myself, it's a canned email. It gets sent to everyone when we've sealed the deal. And because I'm a wedding photographer, it goes a little like this. It's official. With a contract signed and a retainer paid, I'll be third wheeling you in 365 days, but who's counting? Next steps. One, meet the client portal. This is where all our documents from contracts and invoices to guides and questionnaires will be posted. Follow the link below plus login information to take a look. And then this is where I link them their portal. Again, another awesome feature through Dubsado. Two, let's book that engagement session. Here's how we do that. And this is where I give them instructions and the engagement guide. Three, check out my vendor referrals. These are all the wedding industry professionals I recommend and who I've had the privilege to work with in the past years. I'm so looking forward to getting to know you better over the next year. In the meantime, I'll wait for your response on getting that engagement session set up. It's simple, straight to the point, but also informative. I'm delivering on the promises I made before they even signed the contract. Those promises being I'm helpful, I'm professional, and I know what I'm doing and I make things easy. I'm also showing them what's next and what is the next step and here's how you complete it. And lastly, in this email, I'm delivering information before they even have to ask for it. Maybe they didn't need that vendor referral right then and there, but it's there for them down the road when they get stuck on who to hire for other avenues of their wedding day. Your email might look different, but you can't just ghost them. Cool, you signed a client, but you still need to uphold your promises and radio silence doesn't reassure them they made a good decision. 
You need to continue to take control of your client's experience, you need to still set expectations, and you definitely still need to show your value and reassure their decision with each milestone of communication. There are lots of other things I do while I'm working with my client prior to their wedding day. I send them an abundance of information and a few questionnaires that help me prep for their wedding day. I check in with them. I make sure that they feel taken care of. Dubsado helps me host a lot of these awesome experience enhancing tools. It helps keep things organized and professional looking. It's also a place where I can ensure that each client receives the same documents and essentially the same experience. If you are at all interested in Dubsado, I'd encourage you to try their free trial. It's not limited to time, but limited to three clients. If you end up falling in love with it like I have, you can use code SARABOPHOTO. That's S-A-R-A-H-B-E-A-U-P-H-O-T-O to get 20% off. All right, so your process with your client is going to be different than mine, especially if you're not a wedding photographer. But I want to share four ways you can enhance the working experience. Number one, your communication. Communicating with your client is a skill in itself. Emails can be daunting and juggling all the different points your clients are at in your experience is tough. So think back to episode two where we chatted canned emails and create ways to communicate through canned emails at this point of the experience. You need to communicate what you need from your clients to do your job. For me, that's filling out questionnaires. This means I have canned emails for when I send out those questionnaires and I'm very clear in those emails as to why I need them when they need to be completed, and I give examples of how to fill it out. Here are the three examples of canned emails that I send out. One, I have a timeline questionnaire. Also comes with a Q&A document for common questions I get asked about photos. Brides ask, how much time do I need for family photos all the time? Or how much time do I need for couples portraits all the time? So I've just put that into a Q&A document, quick and easy, and I can send that to them and not continue to answer the same questions over and over. Number two, I send a family photos questionnaire. And number three, I send a questionnaire asking for their wedding vendors. Cause I wanna know who I'm working with so I can credit them. And if my couple is okay with me sharing those images from their wedding day with those vendors. Each of those emails comes with a blurb. And here I'm gonna give you an example for what I send when I send my family photo questionnaire. Heads up, my dear friends, this might be the toughest questionnaire you'll ever fill out. However, it is so incredibly important that we fill it out, nail it down, and get it sorted for your wedding day. This is the only time I photograph directly from a shot list, and knowing who I am photographing speeds up the process and ensures we don't forget anyone. I want to make sure we have allotted enough time in your timeline, so I'm asking that you complete this by, insert date here, I'll take your questions from this questionnaire and put together a photo list with all the VIPs you've mentioned and have you approve it. Follow the link and take 30 minutes together to go through the questionnaire. Two questions my couples always ask, one, what's normal, and two, am I awful for not including X, Y, and Z from my family in the photos? There is no normal, guys. Some families have divorced parents, step-siblings, and are inclusive to the now four different families, while some couples have tiny families. Deciding against extended family doesn't make you an awful person. It's all about how close you are to certain sides, extensions of your families. If you wanted a compromise, you could do one group photo for bride's extended side of the family and one group photo for the groom's extended side of the family. Do what feels best for you two and your circumstances. Thank you in advance for having this filled out and submitted by, insert date here, you the real MVP. In this email, I'm communicating my needs, my why, and my by when. I encourage you to write these emails in your voice with a little bit of personality. The second thing that we need to do is anticipate. We need to anticipate the questions clients are going to have throughout your working experience together. 
This means anticipating the information clients are going to need. If you are new, start a Google Doc of frequently asked questions and save how you replied to them. This is the foundation for creating these easy guides and documents I use now. I didn't always have this questionnaire for family photos, but after six years, I found the pain points from wedding days. Those pain points allowed me to create a system that now makes it easy for my client to fill out and work through that system. It also allows me to accomplish and create that smooth client experience for their wedding day. Herding humans into family photos is no easy task. The third thing I want you to do is I want you to stay connected. I want you to check in. I book clients 12 to 24 months in advance to their wedding day. I don't need to email them monthly and no, I'm not working that entire time since they booked me. But I stay connected through social platforms. This is a gray area and not for everyone. I've built my business on connection, on basically befriending my clients. It's a pillar in my business. The connection is the reason I'm good at my job. So I connect with a couple and I maintain that connection often through social media. I follow them on Instagram and instead of informally emailing how are they, I lurk their lives. I like their photos and I subconsciously collect connector points for when I see them next. Oh my goodness, how is your new puppy? Your home looks beautiful, congrats on the new purchase. I am so jealous of that vacation you took. What was the best part? You don't need to do what I do to stay connected. You don't need to find them on Instagram and follow along. You just need to find a way to ease your client while you're working with them. This might mean striking up conversation while you are in person running their appointment. This might mean forcing yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit to get that conversation flowing. Find your ways to connect to your client and find ways to maintain those connections. One of my biggest tips is collecting the data on my clients. I don't always remember their response to questions, but I keep facts on my couples in a Google Doc so I can do a refresh. Here's an example. At the consult, I'll have asked a million questions. I'll have asked how they met, how he proposed, a number of random questions. When I leave that consult, I write the notes from what I learned. So next time when I see them, I can refresh my memory because I took awesome notes. I didn't do this early on in my business because I didn't have the amount of clients that I have now. But I can't juggle 40 humans in my brain at a time. And finally, the fourth thing and the last thing that we are going to do during the working experience is exceed expectations. Over deliver on your promises throughout the experience. I don't mean work for free. I mean saying you're going to deliver 10 photos and delivering 12 because two pictures are hilarious dirt faces of the dog or showing up 10 minutes early to an appointment, or offering water or tea at their appointment, or maybe it means delivering the product back before the deadline. Exceeding expectations holds so much value in the experience. That wraps it for episode three on this season dedicated to building out your client experience. Join me next week on Built in a Season. We'll be discussing the end of your time with your client, as well as sharing some bad client experiences and navigating the tough conversations. Lastly, if you haven't already, please subscribe and pop on over to leave a rating and write a review. Your five-star ratings and written reviews are so lovely and helpful to this podcast continuing. Thank you for being here. Jinx and I'll be over on the gram at Sarah Photo. See you there.